Blowing in the Wind, that is the version by Sultans of String from their latest CD, Subcontinental Drift. And Sultans of String is going to be in concert tonight. I hear that show is sold out, unfortunately, at the Arts Garage, though there are still tickets left for the Banyan Bowl on Thursday and Pinecrest Gardens in South Miami. That, or, that show is being organized by Hadi Yaziji, who is... Uh, Presenting it as a fundraiser for Syrian refugees. And in the studio with me now is Hadi. And Hadi, uh, Chris McCool said some pretty nice things about you, so that was very nice. He's a very nice guy. And so you went to the concert with him last year, was it? Is that how you found out about Salt and yes, String? Yes, it was last February. And we, we actually heard the announcement on this radio station. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife got interested in it because, you know, it's a melange of different things. Uh, so we didn't know what to expect. We went, and we were really blown away. And um, like he said, we fell in love with them uh, on, from the first sight, <laughs> so to speak. And how? Uh, so you decided to do a show with them? Well, I've been thinking about this idea for several years, actually. Helping out refugees of Syria. Uh, um, mostly internally displaced people. You know, there are. Speaking of refugees, there's about four million. That's the estimate. Nobody knows exactly how many are refugees, but about four, four million Syrians are refugees outside the country. But almost double that number are the people who are living under miserable conditions that are internally displaced. They are not refugees. So they don't get as much attention as the refugees because the refugees are always on the go. They are, you know, there's easy access to them by journalists. So they they capture them on cameras. But the internally displaced people, twice as many. This is a problem that here in America we don't know because we don't see it. But Mm -hmm. but the conditions in Syria is, is atrocious is from what you're saying. In the war zone areas, yes. Why? How did this happen? Gee, I wish I knew. But um, my well, my view is really not, uh, you know, uh, in in, uh, in 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 alignment with the mainstream media views, um, because unfortunately, the mainstream media is not really paying attention to the real uh, story, uh, and they are just. Um, spreading basically, a, unfortunately, a propaganda message uh, that we hear all, all every day. Uh, what are we to believe? You're saying that we're being fed misinformation about Syria? Well, I, what I tell people is remember what happened in Iraq 10 years ago or 12 years ago now. Uh, weapons of mass destruction, slam dunk, all that. The media just kind of repeated uh, uh, without any challenge, although you know investigative journalists were challenging that, the same thing is happening in Syria now. It's not different. The uh, incubator baby stories from Kuwait was basically a hoax. Uh, we do have stories that are hoax, you know, that are being uh, even uh, repeated by politicians, you know. I'm in the studio with Hadi Yaziji, who's uh, turning your frustration into a fundraiser. You, in fact, this isn't the main fundraiser. When did you start this uh, this organization? Uh, it's actually not an organization. It's an idea. I like to look at it as a project. Okay. You know, because I'm a I'm a full time busy practicing physician. Actually, I have nothing to do <laughs> with events and concerts. So, but I always wanted to do something related to music to raise funds and also raise awareness. You know, music is a great thing. Like Chris was saying, it crosses bridges easily. You know, you could be sitting in a concert 
on your right would be a right-wing person, on your left would be a left-wing person, and you wouldn't even know. You know, that's the beauty of music. So it transcends these barriers. And I wanted to do something initially related to children, actually, young people singing songs from Syria, American young people singing, and vice versa, to create a cultural bridge. Uh, but that requires a lot of work, you know. So I wanted to go the path of least resistance initially, and we stumbled upon the sultans. They just landed in our lap. And I thought, this band is amazing because they have a significant awareness of their surroundings, you know. They sing to a whale. They sing to a horse island. They sing to a blind person. Uh, and they sing for peace, you know, so they are already doing it. You know, they, they, they would be the best fit for a project like this. So I think hopefully we'll have a great time on Thursday. Thursday night is the concert with Sultans of Swing and Hadi. String. Uh, Sultans of String. Yeah. Hadi's the organizer. Uh, what's going to happen to the money that's raised? Sure. So that's another uh, huge uh, question. Uh, so I started initially looking at uh, nonprofit organizations, and uh, I looked at the amount of money that is spent on administrative components, which basically doesn't get distributed to the people who need it. Um, and actually, some organizations, uh, they, they publish that. So the UN, for example, which does amazing work in Syria, um, their administrative component is about 26%. So uh, the other issue is a political issue. Was, 26 seems low. It's low, but it's very high compared to other organizations okay. that rely on volunteers. So the beauty of working with the churches is actually they have a lot of volunteers who don't get paid. So the Presbyterian Church, among all of the churches, actually has a significant presence in Syria, and they've been there for over 100 years. Um, when I approached him and I approached the Presbyterian Church in Syria and I found out that actually they do a substantial work in the uh, in areas of Syria where there is a higher concentration of Christian population, although the funds are going to be spent on everybody, regardless of re their religion, uh, but the church is present there, they have, it's efficient, they're active, uh, and they're accountable. So they tell you where the money is spent, and I have a say in it. So I'll be actually working with them. And in fact, in July, I, I'm hoping to go there myself and meet with the people who are working there and people who are receiving the funds. It seems like, a, I mean, I, I admire that you're working uh, to help solve a problem, but it seems insurmountable. It is, it is. And uh, there are some... Uh, I mean, there are historical anecdotes and historical precedents, you know. So this crisis right now, I believe, is uh, the biggest humanitarian crisis since probably the Second World War. Uh, the world hasn't seen something like this before. Uh, but I do also believe that this is the end of it. This is the end of the war in Syria. And the next stages are going to witness significant NGO uh, efforts to help those people in need. And, you know, the church is one of these many NGOs, and hopefully there'll be a lot more involved. NGOs being non-governmental non organizations, I yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking with Hadi Yazigi, who's organizing the concert Thursday evening at the Banyan Bowl in uh, the old Parrot Jungle, Pinecrest Gardens, with the Sultans of String. Uh, and this is your first concert. 
And probably only. <laughs> and and, and uh, you, you are a medical doctor. Yes. Tell me a little bit about your practice. You don't deal with patients, do you? No, I'm a pathologist. That's why we don't directly deal with patients. So uh, I see part of the patient's body. You know, when, uh, when a biopsy is taken from the skin or GI tract or something, uh, it, it, they, they, the doctor tells you it goes to the lab. It actually goes to another doctor who is a pathologist who looks at it. So we're sitting in the, in, in the office uh, with a microscope looking at slides for like hours every day. How is it you, ca- you came to Miami? Um, my wife, uh, my better half, an amazing pathologist, uh, Dr. Emma Saiz, uh, has, uh, was born in Cuba, and she grew up here in South Florida. So we met during fellowship at MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston. We started the family in Seattle. Both our children were born in Seattle. And after four years of dealing with the lovely, gloomy weather of Seattle, we naturally decided to move back to South Florida, and it was, it's been a good thing for us. And music is in your family. Yes, our children are very talented. My daughter is a uh, actually on the All-State uh, Middle School Choir, and she she has her own concert next weekend. My son will actually be opening for the Sultans. He would be doing uh, half an hour with his uh, show with his uh, jazz band, so he will be there, and he will be actually potentially joining the Sultan the Sultans <laughs> in the second set. So. Uh, and for information, the website you have is Art for Peace. That's the number for artforpeace.net. What, what is that organization? This is actually, again, this is not an organization. It's just a website. I hope it becomes an organization. Well, so what's the, the, yes. the, the uh, response? What's the initial uh, reason for creating Art for Peace? Sure. I figured out, you know, the ticket company has a very small amount of information about the band. They talk, they, they, uh, there's no mention of why the uh, benefit concert is, is being held. So I figured out I owe it to the people who want to buy the tickets for some explanation as to what the concert is about, what the background is, and maybe if this thing takes off, uh, there will be other projects related to artists who want to promote peace through the work of their art. And uh, at this point, it's really not an organization. It's just a a website for information about the project, the idea, and also the concert. Well, Hadi, you're taking this on. You're putting on a concert this Thursday evening. I myself experienced concert production. I found it very difficult. It's very, uh, very nerve-wracking. And uh, how how is it going? How many tickets have you sold? Not enough. Okay. <laughs> we sold about 124 as of last night. How many does the banyan? I remember being there as a kid, going to the parrot jungle and yes. seeing the uh, parrots it's perform. It's a beautiful there. setting. It's uh, it's an amazing tropical outdoors theater, but it is covered. So if there is rain, it doesn't matter. Uh, the uh, it has uh, 530 seats, and we hope to get a full house. Um, I'm just making a proposition to your listeners. Listen, if you want to do something about about Syrian people who are living, have been living miserable conditions, I'm bringing it to your backyard. You, all you need to do just buy the tickets and show up and have some fun. Is there is there any possible way that this could happen? In America, I mean, Syria is not a third world country, so how can 
something like this happen? Yeah, well, Syria is the cradle of civilization, by the way. You know, the uh, first alphabet in the world was uh, created there, and Mesopotamia, which is our area, the laws of Hammurabi were from there. So we have a lot of history to be proud of. I think in America, the beauty of America is people are open-minded. They just are hungry for information. So it is my job and the job of all of the people who are concerned about uh, that part of the world. Unfortunately, foreign policy, policy here in this country directly affect the lives of people in the Middle East. How is that? How is that? Well, uh, when the project of the new American century, they release an, an, an open letter calling for regime changes in the Middle East. A few years later, you get something called the so-called uh, Arab Spring. You know, so there is a direct result of what uh, think tanks and cabinet members and and people in high places when they make decisions uh, that affect that uh, in relation to some parts of the world, whether it's the Middle East or South America, Central America, millions of lives get affected. Well, it's it's kind of sad that we are isolated. We have no idea how these refugees are surviving or or, or inside and outside of, of mm -hmm. Syria. And Hadi is uh, making an effort to raise money. What's the ultimate goal here? The ultimate goal, I, I actually don't know what the ultimate goal <laughs> no. is. The direct goal, I have a short-term goal now I have to worry about. <laughs> okay. uh, so that's going to be for the next six months to a year. Um, but I'm really hopeful that... This is one of many projects that are popping up around the country and around the world. You know, people are hungry. They want to know how can we help. This is an opportunity for our local community in Miami to come together. And actually, they've been coming together. If I can acknowledge a few amazing people. Okay. Um, uh, religious groups, um, different companies, local companies. For example, I'm my friend Mitch Kaplan at Books and Books, he's all over this with his with his team. Uh, different churches. I've been at two already today, and I've talked to multiple people. Uh, this this now this is not a religious fundraiser, but it seems that the religious organizations are the most sympathetic. Yes, especially the ones around the venue. I mean, there are several churches that happen to be located around the venue, so it's convenient for their members to go there, and okay. they've been there. So, if I can mention a few names. Uh, Pastor Willie at St. Stephen's uh, Church, the oldest church in Miami probably from 1910. She's all over it, and I really owe it to her. Pastor Katie at Christ the King, which is exactly across the street from the venue. Uh, and she's amazing. So is Pastor Mike from Old Cutler Presbyterian Church. I just met these people in the last couple of weeks, and they don't know me. And they're they're really extending their, their helping hands, and this is really something to be hopeful for, that there are good people in the community who are working on this. Hadi Yaziji, well, thank you so much. Uh, I haven't been called you Dr. Hadiji. That's okay. That's fine. I'm Hadi. Okay, Hadi. Thank you so much for, for doing this work. I mean, you are yourself a volunteer here as well, uh, putting together the uh, concert for Syrian refugees this Thursday evening in South Miami at the Banyan Bowl on in Pinecrest Gardens. That's the, uh, the old parrot jungle right yes. on... Cutler Road, is that where that it's is? It's on uh, Red Road and Killian. It's the intersection of Red Road and Killian. And it's actually in Pinecrest. It's in not Pinecrest? in South Miami. Yeah. Okay, Pinecrest. And for more information, art4p, 
artforpeace.net. That's number four, artforpeace.net, or 305-669-6990. That's the phone number for the Pine, tickets, yeah. the tickets mm-hmm. at Pinecrest Gardens. Mm-hmm. Heidi, I think uh, it's, what you're doing is, is great, and good luck. Is there any last thing you'd like to say? Try to sell a couple more tickets? Um, well, I mean, people are going to buy tickets, and usually people wait for la- till last minute. So I'm not discouraged that we only sold 124. This is the natural history of ticket purchases. And, uh, but and, uh, but are people going to go to see the music, or are they going to go to support the cause? Well, I think so far the people who have paid uh, and purchased the tickets, a lot of them are my friends, you know. So they are supporting the cause, but they're in for a nice surprise because the Sultans are unbelievably mesmerizing. I mean, these guys, I've been at two of their shows, and they're just awesome. The Sultans of String, the concert tonight is sold out in Delray at the Arts Garage. The show Thursday evening, lots of tickets left at artforpeace.net for information or 305-669-6990. Hadi, thank you so much for coming by and sharing this and doing the work you're doing. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. Here's new music from Deep Waters. If I had a hammer, I'd hammer in the morning, I'd hammer in the evening. All over this land I'd hammer out danger I'd hammer out a warning I'd hammer out the love Between my brothers and